0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Eyes On podcast. This is Eyes On. This is Eyes On. With Aisha Al-Mazmi. Only on Pulse95. One of the ongoing topics that are discussed here in the Emirate of Sharjah and even the UAE as a whole, and if we're being honest the entirety of the Arab world, it is heritage preservation and it is not something that is new to us. It is not a topic that seems foreign to us either. It is a topic that has been well versed and well rehearsed and has been an attempt to basically try our best in preserving our heritage because heritage especially in its intangible form can be easily lost in the past. So It is an ongoing discussion, and honestly, let's say in the entirety of the world, there are many cultures across the seas, across the land, across the continents that are fighting very, very hard to maintain and preserve their heritage. So it's not surprising that the Regional Office for the Conservation of Cultural Heritage in the Arab States held a regional workshop. But the topic of the workshop piqued my interest because It was talking about preserving heritage within the scope of climate change. The title of the workshop is Climate Change and Historic Cities in the MENA region. Integrating traditional knowledge in climate change, adaptation, and the sustainable development of historic cities. It genuinely blew my mind away and it truly made me sit down and think very hard on how you can preserve your heritage and also mitigate the effects and impact of climate change. And this reminded me of a couple of videos and a couple of discussions I've heard when talking about climate change, climate action in indigenous places, especially in Canada and the United States. And that's when it clicked on how you can do both things at the same time, and where they converge. So, within the topic of indigenous peoples in the United States and in Canada, even in around other places in the world, it turns out that the way that they lived, which was using their heritage, their cultural tools the tangible and the intangible ones their cultural and historical teachings when they use these they were a lot more sustainable than a lot of the ways that we use the tools that we use when it comes to preserving heritage and sorry you no preserving or at least mitigating the effects of climate change what i mean by that is for example when it comes to farming now when i think of traditional farming obviously it's going to be very hard to sustain in this economy there are thousands and millions of people who depend on various companies to ship out certain foods throughout the day i'm not gonna even say throughout the week it's throughout the days and that is what we got used to. We were used to this convenience and because of how many people we are in the entire world, our population is growing. We do need this continuous, um, continuous feed or integration where we get a lot of this food continuously coming to our markets daily, weekly, monthly. It's not something that we don't depend on seasonal food, for example. However, if you actually do that, if you stick around with seasonal food items and try to eat seasonal food in terms of seasonal vegetables, seasonal herbs, seasonal fruit, then you are actually helping your planet Earth a lot more than when you try to harvest many, 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 many types of foods and vegetables and fruits at the same time. Even the teachings of some indigenous people where they try to harvest food sustainably and it wasn't the fact that they knew what sustainability meant in the sense of the word or term we know now but they knew that they have to be thankful for what the earth has given them and have to pay back and be appreciative of what they were offered and that is the reason why or how you can take these heritage or cultural teachings and put them within the scope of sustainability. And this workshop is ongoing till tomorrow. It focuses on the unprecedented challenges to cultural heritage posed by the climate crisis. It is highly likely that a lot of teachings can be easily lost due to the needs and the wants of the people, due to the industrial sector taking over a lot of areas and places. You might have heard of oil fracking and you might have heard about many, many, and I mean many, unfortunately, many protests over having gas pipes or gas lines or oil lines that go through indigenous areas, whether they're in North America, South America, Europe or Asia and Africa. So basically all around the world, indigenous peoples and people who have been preserving their heritage are learning or at least relearning everything that they have been taught perhaps in their history books or through their parents, grandparents and other elderly family members about how they used to work and live with the land and not against it they're not trying to usurp the land of nutrients and its goods again they remember and they know that the earth is giving them something and they must always be thankful for it and appreciative of it and that is how they can live sustainably some in one part they are again as i mentioned being sustainable and mitigating the effects of climate change and also they are also trying to preserve their heritage at the same time this is pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 4 p.m